0: Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep while sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tamu Thomas, founder of the 360 brand. This is part two of episode 19, where I'm joined by Natalie Costa, founder of Power Thoughts. Natalie is a coach and mentor for children. And um, when I told my daughter, I don't even know why I told her, but I told my daughter, I do know why I told her because of the work that Natalie does. So I told my daughter Natalie was coming on the show and she had a few questions that she thought would be good to ask Natalie. Rather than have me deliver the questions, I thought it would be a good idea to have my daughter speak to Natalie directly. This is what we do. My daughter asked Natalie questions about body confidence, making new friends and social media, which is one of our bugbears at the moment because I say she's not allowed to have it and she keeps banging on about her friends who have it. And I'm like, that's their business. It's not my business. Um, so we had a really lovely chat What was really nice about this is that Natalie helped my daughter to think about her power and understand the fact that she has power. And I just think, I am here for 12-year-olds knowing that they have power. Obviously within reason, but they do have agency and I think we should encourage them to use it. So yeah, we have a lovely conversation. My daughter is extremely shy and uh, she said that I made her cringe, but I think a bit of cringe in exchange for some power is quite a good exchange. Now, if you haven't listened to my chat with Natalie without my daughter, I suggest you head over and listen to that before or after this one. It doesn't really matter, but do listen because it was a great chat. Okay, enough from me now. Bye. We have a very special guest (laughs) joining us. We have my daughter Zia. (laughs) and um, Zia is joining us because this is the age group that Natalie specializes in I thought rather than me giving my version of some of the things that we talk about I would invite Zia along so that she has the benefit of speaking to Natalie directly so without further ado I'm handing over to Natalie hey Natalie thank you for being with us (laughs)
1: hello my dears so lovely thank you so much and yeah you're right we do spend a lot of time dming each other (laughs) so it's lovely to have a proper chat Mm -hmm. at last and meet lovely zia as well um when you told me she was joining i was really excited so i think it's gonna be a good one thank you yay so
0: natalie tell us a bit about what it is you do
1: Well, so um, I used to be a teacher, but I now still work in this teaching capacity, but um, most of my work sees me either going into schools or working with children on a one-to-one basis, particularly helping children recognize the power of their thoughts and their mindset without it sounding cheesy um but getting them to understand that we don't have to believe every thought that we think and we don't have to respond to everything that we feel that we do have a choice with regards to what we focus on Mm -hmm. and that um especially when things happen such as we're disappointed or you know the grades that we want or things don't work out the way that we want. It's very easy for us to believe the self-doubt or the negative chatter. A large portion of my work is helping children recognize that that little voice of self-doubt isn't you. The self-worth isn't attached to the marks that I receive or, or you know, um, how many friends I've got, but that we can start to shift perspective and start to pay attention to what we're thinking and how that links how we feel and then how that links to our behavior Mm. um you know a large portion of my work um is around helping children understand how their brain works Because when we feel these emotions and these feelings, you know, we sometimes respond in ways that we don't want to. You know, we run to our room, we slam the door, we say something we don't mean, or we're in that space of panic and overwhelm in exams. Um, So understanding why we're behaving this way, but then what can we do to start taking back some of that power, as I tell the children, so that instead of just giving our power away to our emotions um and as one of the year five girls said to me recently that i worked with she's like we waste a lot of energy on things that we don't need to waste on how can i start to respond in a more resourceful way but also start to shift my mindset from making mistakes as being a good thing i'm learning from them um and also looking at elements such as confidence and um self-worth and self-belief and really looking at yeah getting more of a power mindset as so to say so that's the work that I do in a nutshell <laughs> that is beautiful don't you think that sounds
0: good mm-hmm. there she is <laughs> um so year five year five is um 11 to like nine and ten year olds
1: yeah yeah
0: so you've yeah. got a nine or ten year old talking to you about understanding that sh- they are powerful and that mistakes are a good thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, my work, actually, I work with children from as young as five, where we would look at the big emotions in our brain um, and that mistakes are cool, that my brain builds more brain cells, as so to say. It gets stronger when I make mistakes. And we... um turn our mistakes into what I call yes moments. So every time I make a mistake, instead of getting upset about it, I can actually be like, well, yes, I made that mistake because this means I'm learning something new. And, um, you know, I would get them to actually write down their mistake in a column and their yes moment in another column. So, they write down their mistake, but then they say what they've learned from the mistake in the yes moment column. So, in the end, I've got this whole list of yes moments of where I've learned something new because I've made those mistakes. Um, Because I think what I found when I first put power thoughts together and through my work as a teacher you know and children and adults we're afraid of making mistakes we don't want to get things wrong you know and it's a whole different I mean this is a whole separate conversation but you know we're We're sort of, yeah, you know, we don't want to get things wrong and we beat ourselves up and we think I'm not good enough because everybody else is getting this right and I'm not getting this right and I'm never going to get this right. It's too hard and it doesn't feel good. But when we can start to teach children and ourselves, because I'm learning this all the time, you know, when I'm doing something know, that feeling of feeling uncomfortable is precisely when our brain is making new connections and we're learning something new so it's like a muscle that we're building I love that
0: Natalie I don't know um sorry I just carried on talking Zara, say hi
2: hi (laughs)
0: that sounded so (laughs) awkward um do you remember when you were little you would really hate doing stuff if you thought you would get it wrong no you would and even recently so um my daughter has successfully got a place on her school football team, which is absolutely Amazing. brilliant. And excellent, exactly. <laughs> Do you remember when you were thinking about trying? What you said to me?
2: Yeah.
0: What did you say? I
2: was doubting myself.
0: Yeah, you said. Uh. Um, she said that. Um, what if she's no good or something?
2: Yeah, I asked you. Yeah. I didn't ask new people. I was good.
0: Yeah. I think you might have to yeah. talk, speak up a bit.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so she kept asking
0: me if I thought she was good, and I was like, well, how would you know unless you try? But it seemed like... Yeah. So when um, Zia was little, she really liked to get things right the first time. Mm. And Zia is very vocal... She is a bit of a social justice warrior. So if she thinks something's wrong or unfair, she will speak up about it. And in our family, if she's not around, everybody notices because she's got such a strong presence. But for a long time in school, she wouldn't put her hand up in group conversations or if the teacher asked a question because you were worried about
2: getting it wrong.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it ends up yeah. Anyway. exactly and now what what do you do do you get involved in class conversations and yes. stuff
2: yes and I get it right
0: there you go yeah but even if you didn't get it right what's yeah. the big deal
2: embarrassing yourself front of your class <laughs> that's
1: the big well, deal do you know, yeah and you know what I hear that, that a lot and you're absolutely right because it could be embarrassing but guaranteed um And this is something I say to the older children, and with the utmost respect, we are not as important as we think we are. So, do you know that? So, us worrying, and I totally get this here, because I am a child. I mean, I still am a child. I've got my inner four-year-old that rules the roost over here. But for me, a big thing growing up is what is everybody thinking? Everyone's going to laugh at me, or if I put up my hand and I answer the question and it's wrong... They're all going to think I'm dumb, I'm stupid, I'm whatever it is. And 90% of the time, we are so wrapped up in our own mind, trying to formulate the own answer in in our mind, that if you got it wrong chances are they're not going to remember it in the next half an hour because something else is going to happen. And even if you got it wrong, again, shift that to the yes moment. Okay, well, what is the right answer? What have I learned from this? And a big other thing is every successful person that we know, celebrity, entrepreneur, company owner, have gotten things wrong so many times, and it's because they have the wrong answers initially that they are now successful. And I always tell the children that if we're not making mistakes, if you're not making mistakes, your brain's not working hard enough, you know? And I'm like, you need to be making these mistakes. Granted, we need to be learning from our mistakes. There's no point making the same one over (laughs) and over over again. Like, look at the situation, let's learn from it. But Every single successful person out there has made the mistakes and it's because they've, uh, they've answered the wrong question, you know, they've given the wrong answer that they're like, brilliant, now I know what the right answer is. Yep. So, uh, you know, and, and we, bounce, but we bounce up and we move on. And, again, we are not as important as what we think because if you have to think back to the class when somebody in the classroom has given the wrong answer, granted, you can't really, you've got to really sit and think about that. Do you know, because we're so wrapped up in our own little world. Um, and when, yeah, and I mean, that thing of, you know, and I use this myself. We're not as important in everybody else's world as we think we are, because everybody is so consumed with what they think about yeah. themselves.
0: And know. I'm sure I've said something similar to you before. Or not? <laughs> no. I'm That's sure like, I've said something no, similar no. to you before. <laughs> whatever but I remember not even I remember whenever I'm listening to um, podcasts with people in business particularly people that are very successful in business or have been in business for a long time or are very successful in whatever they do whether it's you know acting or whatever and they all say make mistakes and make them quickly um, so I really believe that it's really important that you're more concerned with learning from the mistake than what people think about you making the mistake Mm. so Mm. for uh, for example you know that I used to have a different business before Mm. and I made loads of mistakes in that yeah and those mistakes made me really sad but then once I got over being sad about the mistakes I realized there were loads and loads of lessons in those mistakes Mm. And I can tell Mm. you now that 360 started in May officially. That's when I launched.
2: Yeah.
0: Already, if you're thinking about, you know, business is about making money, isn't it? And I'm not saying that I've got, I've (laughs) made loads and loads of money because that's not the case. When you first start a business, you're investing a lot of money and you don't see much back. Well, sometimes you do, but quite often it takes a little while before you see um, a return on the money you've invested. And whilst I haven't got enough money to say, oh, I'm going to pay myself wages, I have sold a lot more than I thought I would have done simply because yeah. I've applied the mistakes that I've made before.
1: Mm, and that's brilliant. And that's the thing. That is really it. And that's what that is exactly the yes moment that I teach, that all of those things yes they're so disappointing you touched on a point there feel the sad feeling so you know what when you're feeling embarrassed sit and feel it for a little bit but then move on and it's like you've got a choice I'm either gonna let this feeling have power over me and I'm not gonna put my hand up the next time or I'm actually gonna be like Do you know what I've learned something new from that yeah. let me apply that and let me put up my hand again the next time and share the answer yeah um And it's those yes moments that lead to the steps to success. Absolutely. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? (laughs) Um, So, uh, Natalie, Zia and I were talking about speaking with you, and um, we have a couple of questions um based on so Zia's very recently transitioned to high school in some areas it's called yeah. secondary school and she's one of two children from her junior school that have gone to this school so it was like okay. starting whoops so it was like starting all over again all over again yeah. and um yeah. th- so there are a few things that have come up um so what's your first question
2: Like, how would you cope making new friends at school, like in a
1: totally new school? Yeah, that is a thing that I hear a lot, you know, making friends, whether it's going to a new school or going to a new club or things like that. And um, whilst you could probably feel nervous, and I I would just, I know I feel nervous when I have to go to a networking event and it's like, oh, you've got all these feelings inside you. One of the things that I've really learned and that I tell the children I work with is um, is ask questions. People love to talk about themselves. So whether it is that you sit and you think of a couple of questions you could ask somebody or um, finding, you know, whether and, and something simple like, you know, I really like. So um, find something that you, like, I find complimenting people, like, I really like the pair of shoes you're wearing, or I like the your bag, or finding something that's of a common ground, that normally opens up the conversation. So, if you're talking about making a new friend initially, when you don't know what to say, in your case, it could be in class, maybe a comment about, you know, I really like the subject or I like what we learned or um, what do you think about the teacher? You know, not in a negative way now, but you know <laughs> what I mean? But I, <laughs> I don't know are we going teacher bashing. But find something that would potentially spark a sense of a common ground just to start the conversation. Because what, what what children have said to me is when they have like, and they they would pre like prepare before the time, like maybe a few things of what they could say, you know, like if they've seen somebody they think they might Want to be friends with what could they tell them to open up the conversation? Um, and and that usually tends to work in opening it up. The other thing I'd also want to say is, especially, I think for girls, because sometimes it's always be the type of friend that you would like to have. I like that, you know, I think that's a big, you know. Because I think sometimes, and it has been proven, you know, girls can sometimes tend to be a bit more catty than boys, especially during the tween phase and into the teenage years. And one of the things I always try to tell girls is that be the type of friend that you would like to have. So if I want to be, you know, what type of friend is it that I would like to have? Somebody that's funny, somebody that is, you know, there for me, somebody that, you know, is loyal, that doesn't speak behind my back, then that's the type of person that I need to be. Mm-hmm. And by you, you know, and we know, walk the talk then, act in that way, and you'll attract those friends to you. Yeah. Um, and the other thing as well is that, If you are in a situation where you don't know anybody, it is, you know, even simple tweaks and Amy Cuddy talks about this, um, you know, the social psychologist or the social yeah, I think she's an social psychologist. She talks about the power of presence. Um, you know, simple tweaks like changing your body posture. So opening up your body posture, you know, your head up, shoulders back, put a smile on your face. Um, you know, those are all little things that physiologically, exactly, you know, change things inside of us. And also working on the mental chatter. So what is it you're telling yourself? Go in there with the expectation of I am good I am a good friend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet interesting people. I am an interesting people. You know, think about the time when you have made friends in the past. What have you done to make those friends and use those things in this situation? Um But yeah, a big, you know, I think a big thing that helps a lot of children is coming up with a few things that they can say to this person or I like your hairstyle or really cool shoes or Uh cool bag. Where did you get Uh that from? You know, geez, what did you think about that lesson? That was really tough. I didn't get it. Did you get it? Or do you know something just to start opening that up and to start. And then again, definitely be the type of friend that you want to have. Um, and, And this does take time. But it is, and doing it. So instead of hiding in the corner or like, oh, I don't want to talk to that person, like you started putting up your hand and getting involved in class discussions, it's that same thing of, I'm just going to do it. Let me take that step and let me do it. Um, And the more we practice it the ease or it becomes so it's like confidence it's a muscle so the first time you speak to somebody new, you might feel really scary but then come away from that and give yourself a pat on the back and be like well done Zia I yeah. did this You know, tell your yeah. mum the next time you do it in actual fact I was working with um, a boy not too long ago who's moved to secondary school as well and he's he actually we looked at this and he set himself a challenge to talk to t- two new people every day um, to start you know building that muscle of confidence and as a result of that he's now actually got a couple of friends that he started to make because he put himself in that position.
0: I really like that because um, I think I took for granted the fact that friends would just be made and then as I thought Mm -hmm. about it I thought gosh the last time she had to consciously make friends she would have been totally unaware because she was four now at the age of 11 (laughs) it's a totally different experience Um, but something I did say was relax and I like the idea that you have of preparing and that the boy you were working with said he's going to talk to two new people every day because you friends were made and when um, we were having conversations about these friendships you know I, I know her you know she used to rock around inside my womb <laughs> so you know I I know you very very well and the people that you were describing what did I say
2: you weren't too sure about them
0: yeah I wasn't too sure and and I was saying that um because you really wanted to be able to relax and be yourself how you are with your friends from junior school And I was explaining that the friends you're making now are the friends you can make. And later on, Mm -hmm. as time goes by, you'll be able to identify the people that are like you, that you are actually friends with because you really like them, not because you can be friends with them. And now Mm -hmm. what's happened? No, don't say the name, please. (laughs) 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 And now what's happened? I have good friends. Yeah. Can you speak up yeah. a little bit? <laughs> I have good friends. Like that, go on. <laughs>
2: I Have good friends. Yeah. yeah.
0: So okay. what what is the moral of that story? Mother knows best.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so because because <laughs> but you've had your friendships for a really long time, so making new ones was was it how how was that process? It
2: was hard Hard. It was very hard because you didn't know, like, who they were actually like. So you just, knew, mm. you just knew them, like, for... Sorry, I'm saying, like, all the time. But you just knew them for um, from school. Like You didn't know who they... You didn't know who they actually were because they weren't expressing themselves yeah. at school. Because everyone was too busy trying to find, like, a big group of friends. Yeah.
0: yeah. So were people kind of on their best behaviour, trying to like market themselves as a good friend? Yeah. <laughs> were you doing that?
2: No, I was. Being shy. I was I was just hanging out with some people.
0: Um, and I remember when you went to the um so the other thing, um, Natalie. It's a minefield because now she goes out <laughs> without me. <Yeah.
1: laughs> Yeah, and that can be, well, scary, but exciting, I suppose. Exactly. what has been
0: really nice is, because we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, um, Zia was able to identify that there were some girls within the sort of extended group whose, would it be fair to say their values weren't the same as yours? Um, no, but like how
2: they act. Yeah, like, so that's
0: basically that. Oh, yeah, okay. you know, that's, <laughs> I keep forgetting that you're little.
2: I'm not little. All right.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting that you're a young person. Thank you. Um, so yeah, go on. Yes. You were saying about the people that um, that I said they had different values.
2: Oh, um, it's just like how you don't really know how they're going to act. Like you only know from um, since you've known them. So for example for like for the first month I was really like attached to this girl but I didn't really know like most things about her and now mm-hmm. I'm like in a better place as like it's the Christmas almost the Christmas holidays in my school. So now I'm um relieved that I found someone that's like a good friend.
0: So the person that you made yeah. friends with initially, do you mean that as you got to know her more you realised
2: that she Yeah, like sometimes you know like what to expect and sometimes you don't know. So it's mm. kind of like um
1: fifty fifty to be honest with her. But you don't know what she's yeah. gonna do. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well that I always say is take your time to become friends with somebody as well. Because Take um, your time, my dear, don't <laughs> rush. Take <Yes>. your time. <laughs> You know, and and I've seen, and I remember this as, you know, being at school and so forth, where um, my mum always had this expression. um, She used to, my mother tongue's Afrikaans, so she had this expression of don't um, put it on too thickly or too quickly. I can't remember exactly what it is, but that, and she was right every single time. The friendships that really went from zero to a hundred in a matter of days generally fizzled out um whereas those that <laughs> I think we can apply this to other things too you know but, <laughs> but those that um that were steady eddy as so to say yeah took a little bit of longer yeah they tended to last a lot longer and even now still if I think today I heard from a high school friend you know and we're not close or tight or anything like that but um we're still in contact and it was that sort of friendship so yeah. I think don't, you know, don't be in a hurry, get to know everybody, but, and I love, you know, I can already see that you're totally switched on, Zia, about your values, what is important to you, and that sort of, that gut feeling that we have, I remember so many times not listening to that, and then it would be right, and that's really something, you know, that we use as, you know, we practice that as a muscle, and if you've got this friend, amazing, nurture that friendship. Mm-hmm. Um But I'd also say, you know, always look at, you know, have a multitude, you know, different friends. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, more so maybe with the little children, you know, the younger girls that I work with, I mean, they don't have a best friend. I say, but, you know, we can have lots of friends that all bring something different. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of pressure for one person to bring all of the stuff to us, you yeah. know, whereas I've got this friend that makes me laugh. I've got that friend that helps cheer me up. I've got this friend, you know, that, that keeps me going. Um, so that's another way to look at things as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just so that we don't think, oh, I have to have a best friend. Yeah. Because, you know, we can have lots of different things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, like, I've got
0: the most wonderful best friends, and um, I know for a fact that if I expect them to provide everything that is on Mm. the sort of friendship list, I'll be disappointed and I will disappoint them because I'll put so much pressure on the friendship. I've learned what my friends' strengths are, and I know where. Like, we all know who we go to for different things. I know exactly who um, I'll go to for comfort. I know exactly who I will go to if I need, you know, someone to just snap me out of whatever. And I know exactly who I'll go to if I need someone to hold a mirror up to me so that I can think things through myself. Um, So I think it's really important to learn that. And I remember you were talking about there was one particular girl that was... She was being a bit irritating, to be quite honest. And I said, <laughs> give her a chance. She's probably just really keen to make friends. Yeah. And as it turns yeah. out, she's probably one of the nicer ones. Mm. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> the facial expression <laughs> said it all. But we don't have a lot of time. So what's another, another topic you wanted um, to have a look at?
2: Another topic was accepting your body like, for what it is. Because the older girls in my school, <laughs> to be honest, they don't really care. But, like, the younger girls are always talking about, in my year, they're always talking about, oh, I'm too foul, I'm too slim, or I'm not slim enough. Or,
1: like, mm. Wow. In year seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually have children, I remember, um, and this was when I was still teaching, but children in year four starting to be you know concerned about I'm fat or so I you know I don't one of the boys saying I don't have a six pack and things like that um what? yeah I know I know, Mom, I know you say classic yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know I was like does he even know how does he even know what it is you know um and it is it, it obviously yeah it you know that comes from but if you think about it that we're bombarded with this like not just social media tv adverts just standing on the yeah. bus you know by the yeah. bus waiting yeah. for for a bus to come the adverts yeah. and things
0: and even us we're My- not too mindful because i know that i've had lots of conversations over the years and one of the beauty, beautiful things about social media and the way we use it now we're a lot more conscious conscience conscious about things like um, body positivity and yeah. self-confidence self-love yes. because i grew up Constantly hearing my mum and my aunts oh. talking about being on diets. Cabbage yes, diet, yes, carrot yes, diet. Yes, yes. I remember grandma was on a, yes. cab- was on a carrot <laughs> diet <laughs> right. and they got warned <laughs> because they were eating so many carrots, like their skin would start going orange or something oh. because of carotene. But I constantly grew up. And then I also see yeah. or have seen in friends them talking about oh do i look big in this look at my belly look at my bum oh i've got to put my spanks on and things like that yeah spanks it's um some often they're like (laughs) tights or knickers that go up like cover your stomach and everything that make everything look smaller and smoother so when you put a dress on um so lots of people do that so if you're growing up seeing that then i guess do you ever worry about weight (laughs) yeah yeah has you're perfect
1: You're perfect no. she just gave me the most evil stare uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what though that is a very good question that you asked and it's something that i it's it's something that does require a bit of a shift in mindset but you're young enough to start developing that mindset now versus being I don't know well I'm 36 and I'm still trying to unlearn some of those habits around my body and so forth but one of the things I think to take into consideration is how would you talk to your friend now I know this is very you know yes it's my friend but how would would you say to your friend you're fat you're this you're that now chances are we probably hopefully wouldn't because then we're not being a very good friend um but you know speaking to yourself like you'd speak to um your friend when it comes to that so if you notice that negative chatter that's popping up and that's um you know, getting in your way, starting to notice that and starting to shift that mm-hmm. because, um, you know, we are, and also the other thing I was going to say is starting to notice what your body does for you. So this is something that I worked a lot on is like noticing all the stuff my body allows me to do because... Um, you know, whether it is that my, my legs get me to walk or, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that my stomach digests my food, but starting to appreciate your body and loving your body. And I know it sounds totally like, oh, God, how can I do this? But it, it does require that shift because if we don't love ourselves, then then we're not going to win. You know, we're not going to be able to overcome this. Yeah. And another thing as well that I challenge (laughs) girls to do is to focus on, well, what is, you know, you're not just your physical body. What else do you contribute to the world? Focus on that. You know, nobody on their tombstone is going to say, I wish I went on the carrot diet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's more going to be, I wish I had that extra piece of cake. Exactly. But in saying that, one thing I think that is really valuable, and, and take the word "diet" off the table, because the minute your brain hears you're on a diet, guess what? It wants everything that you're All the food. It. It doesn't want. But rather shift that and think to yourself, how am I going to feel if I eat these chips and potato fries, whatever, you know, sometimes it's going to make me feel good. But how often do we then also eat stuff that's not nourishing? And then we think, oh, I really shouldn't have had that. So it's almost like, you know, th- there's a lot of factors in this, but um, it's it's it, it comes down to speak to yourself and treat, your, treat yourself like you would your friend you wouldn't tell your friend that they're fat or that they this that you'd say no you're perfect you know you are you are you know you are the right way and also to understand that girls during this stage do you know their body does change yeah so i was listening to something earlier on where they said i think uh, i might be mistaken but you pick you you know girls tend to pick up a certain amount of weight whilst they're busy changing from you know childhood into adulthood so things change yeah um but it's how do you want to feel in your body? I want to feel strong. I want to feel healthy. Yeah. I want to feel fit. Yeah, That is the focus. It's not I want to lose weight. Because the minute you say that, your brain attaches to it and is like, right, I don't want to lose. I want to hold on. Exactly. It's rather like I want to feel fit. I want to feel healthy. I yeah. want to feel energized yeah. in the day. So what's going to make me feel that way? Yeah. Um, and again, it goes back to those values. I don't need to change who I am for anyone to like me. Yeah. And what I'd also say is find positive role models, girls and women that you look up to, you know, and Hello? that you aspire Hello? to. Hello. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. She's giving me evil
2: That <laughs>
1: look. <laughs> yeah. So I hope. I, I really
0: hope like, and not. I really like what you said about how would you speak to your friend because one of your friends talks about her body quite often, and mm. you give her. Oh. And you give her a lot of reassurance about, you know...
1: Yeah, you
2: have to. Because um, it makes them believe in it, that, that you're telling... She just thinks that you're telling a lie to make her happy when she's actually fine the way she is.
0: And that's exactly the same for you. <laughs> no, and I think not. it as, and I think what Natalie was saying about cause you know, I talk about being healthy. I don't talk about being slim. I talk about being healthy. <laughs> and I know I get on your nerves with talking about what's healthy food and what isn't. But Being healthy is a lot better than, you know, you said you've got girls that are talking about being slim or not being slim enough. Actually, there are plenty of really slim people walking around that are extremely unhealthy. And grandma is very cuddly, isn't she? (laughs) And grandma can go on the cross trainer for much longer than I can. Mm. And grandma's, you know, the age that grandma is so it's much better to focus on health and as you said Natalie about you know what your body does for you and with you rather than looking like Mm. because quite often I find that um, children this age group look outside at celebrities yes. and so on as role models yeah. and benchmarks for what to look like forgetting that most pictures are photoshopped and I don't
2: think exactly I know
0: who do you look at then me me no <laughs> you look at yourself yeah yeah that's good because you are probably the best role model you'll ever have
2: yeah so, so that's a
0: good thing. no I'm saying children in general yeah. I'm not saying you specifically but quite often and that's yeah. one of the other topics but we don't have enough time that I wanted to talk about was social media because children use yeah. social media as a reference point forgetting that people use filters people use mm-hmm. photoshop mm-hmm. to make themselves look slimmer and even if somebody genuinely looks how they look but I think Beyonce probably really looks like Beyonce yeah. but yeah. she exercises she has a t- team support her with personal mm-hmm. training and stuff. We can't compare uh, ourselves really.
1: No, and especially as a young girl going into adulthood your body's changing so it's going to change it's going to look different it's you know it's it's you you're going through all of that so she's an adult woman who's i don't know 30 something yeah and you know we're in year seven so there's all of that as well and absolutely like you said there's a whole team but i think the first thing is one of the um exercises that one of the girls did um a while back when i was working with her she wrote a letter So she, like, similar to Yuzia, where she wrote a letter to her friend, telling her friend, you know, all of the things that she admires in her friend with regards to her body, her strengths, but she addressed the letter, like, she wrote it as if it was to herself. But, um, so I don't know if that makes any sense, but when your friend, and I don't know what her name is, but let's call her Susie, just for the case of this, pretend you're writing this letter to Susie, but you actually address it to yourself, and, like, what is it that you admire about yourself? What do you like about yourself? Focus on the things that you like, you know, your, your hair, your eyes, your skin. Um, you know, if you're, if you're tall or even if you're short, I don't know, because you're, 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 you're yeah. sitting down I yeah. so can't see. And but she's got one on of the most
0: fantastic creative brains ever.
1: Yeah. You and, do. And, and those <laughs> are the things as well, you know. Those are the things as well. And keeping that letter where you can see it. Because it all comes back down to that, what we tell ourselves. And then, depending on how open you are, but Louise Hay is, you know, quite firm, famous for her mirror work. Like, when do we actually stop to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I really like what I see? We're taught not to really do that, but it's that sort of... And mum does that, you see, so mum that. And, and that's, that's the thing, you know, that that's something else, because I didn't learn that until much later on. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is true again. Give it a go. <laughs> it, it does take practice, though, and it might feel a bit weird. I totally get it feels a bit weird. It totally does. But when you can start to practice it every day, that's when it starts to make a difference. Yeah. Well, we you, did, you wrote
0: a letter. To, remember, we all wrote letters to ourselves in the new year.
2: Mm, oh, yeah. I've yeah, still yeah, got yeah. I yeah, <laughs> so, opened it and she was just like,
0: oh, Zia. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> well, so, yeah, so we can do things like that more often
2: mm.
0: and looking in the mirror and thinking about how fantastic you are. <laughs> There's a mirror right here, so that's the silence. She's Brilliant. looking into the mirror. Um, yes. Thank you very much for your time, Zia, and your thank you, contribution. You, um (laughs) natalie thank you so much Mm
1: -hmm. thank you it's been such a pleasure to speak to both of you and really, really
0: thank you for listening to 360 conversations i appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and i i hope you found the episode useful i'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast like an increasing number of our digital experiences the algorithms rule your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at live360. I hope to engage with you soon podcast produced by me Tammy Thomas podcast music produced by James Anderson take care